Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast, brought to you by Letterman Row and our good friends at Byers Automotive. I am Jeremy Birmingham. That's Spencer Holbrook. We're talking Ohio State football recruiting, and uh, while we kind of wait for the world to tell us if there's going to be a football season, recruits are still doing recruit things, and that happened uh, today. Spencer, Tuesday, Tumiche Adelaide has decided to reopen his recruitment, decommit from Ohio State, and... You know, as one of the three defensive linemen in the class at this point, or prior to this point, uh, he was sort of one of those building blocks that I, I don't think anyone really thought when he did commit to Ohio State a few months ago that it was going to be a drama-free situation. I mean, he his entire recruitment was bizarre in a way. Like, there was not ever really a lot of conversation about Ohio State, um, Florida, Alabama, uh, Oklahoma, all Texas A&M, all these other schools were kind of being bandied about as, as the pr- probable landing spot for him. And then he committed to Ohio State kind of on a whim. Um, and, you know, as a top 40, top 50 player in the country, depending on where you check, Tumiche's recruitment is one that the Buckeyes fans obviously were like, hey, let's make sure we keep this guy in the class. But there has been this underlying current of uncertainty from Ohio State staff about – uh, his, uh, the solid, the solidness of his commitment. Solidarity. And, well, I don't want to say solidarity. He's been a big part of the class as far as talking to other players and and being involved. But there was always this underlying current of of concern because there was a, a constant posting of other offers, of talking about other schools, about still talking and and bandying back and forth on Twitter and social media with recruits who were committed to other schools, and. It just kind of always felt like this was going to eventually happen with Adelaide, who com- who transferred from Katy, Texas, Katy Tompkins High School, uh, to IMG in January, is no longer at IMG and not going back to IMG, um, with varied reasons out there about why that's happened. Uh, he don't really know where he's going to be going to high school and playing this year yet. I assume it's back in Katy, but there hasn't been a decision made. There's just been these kind of like little things popping up. And, and when you're in recruiting, you're recruiting 17-, 18-year-old kids. You have to be able to deal with a lot of different things, and this is one of those situations. Reverse Jordan Hancock, right? Because yeah. he had a lot of talk with recruits from other schools. He was posting graphics from other schools. He's constantly talking about you know, the rumors are swirling about other schools. It's kind of in different circumstances the same thing. Jordan Hancock just kept talking about Ohio State, talking about Ohio State. You had said you thought he was going to end up in the class. If I would have asked you probably three weeks ago if Tumiche was going to be in the Ohio State class, you might have had the the correct answer that we just found out today. Uh, Just based on, for the past month, there's just been too much swirling. You knew something was going to happen, and today it happened. Yeah, and the reality is I don't think Adelaide would have ever committed to Ohio State if Larry Johnson wasn't the defensive line coach there, and I'm just going to – I don't know that he would have been really pursued aggressively by Ohio State if Larry Johnson hadn't had a special connection with him. And for most players, that sort of connection with your assistant coach is strong enough to push away the other stuff. But in this instance, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of the name, image, and likeness stuff, and all these other conversations, and Adelaide has been extremely outspoken uh, in a number of different uh, areas on social media, which is great. I mean, he should utilize his platform and, and, and get his opinion out. Um, whether it's about the racial stuff that's gone on around the country, whether it's about the name, image, likeness. Uh, it, it just seemed like a kid that was destined to sort of go his own way here no matter what. Um, 
and his decommitment tweet was, you know, very complimentary of Ohio State and Larry Johnson. But Ohio State sort of knew this was coming. I talked to a pair of Ohio State commitments today when it when the news broke. They both said they knew it was coming. It wasn't a surprise per se, even though uh, Ohio State would have been obviously more than happy to keep him in the class. I don't think anyone inside of the Woody Hayes Athletic Center was like, oh, no, what are we going to do? So um, the question, of course, now, Spencer, is what are they going to do? Well, I was just about to pose the bigger que- even the bigger question than that. This this obviously puts a big dent in that number one class. It does. It hurts the opportunity to finish as I, the number one class in the country. I think this is what unexpected circumstance you talked about, I think, back in March, where you said something could happen where this class doesn't end up at number one. Yeah, there's I, all the— This you know, could be the thing. You look at what Alabama's done recently, who's now the number two-ranked class in the country. They've been stacking talent on top of talent. They're, they're moving up the ladder. And, and we're in this bizarre world. I don't want to even speculate on Tumiche's ultimate decision here. I don't. There's nothing in his statement that said it's because the Big Ten is playing this sort of Russian roulette with the college football season. Mm-hmm. But you wonder, like, for these kids that are impressionable and are talking to coaches around the rest of the country, if you're talking to a coach at Florida and he's saying, why would you want to go play at a place that, you know, the conference that they're in doesn't even want to play football? Like, I'm not saying that's what happened i'm saying that i would be surprised if a coach from another conference wasn't employing that tactic wouldn't you i mean isn't that a, sh- they should be doing yeah that's that. a fair approach um and so what you're looking at here is ohio state with now two defensive linemen committed only in jack sawyer and michael hall uh damon Payne is off to alabama so that one's sort of off the, the board um taiwan malone is still out there jt tumalau is still out there but for a class that desperately needs defensive ends it really puts the onus on the Buckeyes to land to a Malau now without having a visit happen because, again, if we're just reading the tea leaves, reading the room, it's getting more and more obvious to me that there's not going to be official visits this fall. Well, and he can play inside, he can play outside, he can do anything you want right. aside from playing safety and corner. So, I mean, like, this guy is super versatile. You've seen how athletic he is. Every video that comes out of out of his camp on Twitter – He's a very athletic kid, and if they want to slide him outside, if they want to put him opposite of Jack Sawyer in 2023, then that's fine. The good news is keep him inside. Michael Hall, though, I think we should really touch on Michael Hall here. Michael Hall is a really damn good player, yeah. And I think that's as important as Jack Sawyer is to this class. Michael Hall could be one of those linchpins that you look back and say that he was huge in this class because I think he is just so talented. He gets overlooked a lot. Well, the good news is Taiwan Malone is still out there, and I think that's an Ohio State-Texas A&M battle. JT Tumalau is still out there. He's a guy that can play in or out. You have Jack Sawyer, who's a top-five player in the country. You have Michael Hall, who's a top-75 player in the country committed. But the bad news is we just have no idea what's coming and a guy like JT Tuomalau is not going to make any decision probably until February or maybe later. He's not enrolling early. So if they end up playing spring football in Washington, which is the plan, he may not make a decision until April. So you just really have no That's idea. Bizarre. There is there's Damian Robinson out there who's committed to Maryland, who the Buckeyes will just love to get him back into the mix. But again, you just don't know where things are going to head. Uh, and, and so – you start to look a little closer to home. Maybe you circle back to a player like Najee Story from Solon who's committed to Northwestern as a defensive end. They liked him early in the process. Liked him early. He broke his leg as a sophomore and, and never fully really recovered. Um, you know, And he's a player that 
really just didn't seem to fit the personality profile of a Buckeye commitment, and I, I don't mean that in a negative way. He's just very sort of introspective, type B type personality. Um, for Ohio State, generally that doesn't work. I mean, you have to have kind of a very confident, big, bold personality to succeed at a place like Ohio State. Um, and so you just wonder where they go. I don't personally, and I never thought that Tumiche Adeleye was a surefire defensive end at Ohio State anyway. I think that he was a three-tech down the road. I know that the argument had been made, and he was very adamant about the fact that he was a defensive end. But I, you know, when you look at the Ohio State defensive line and the alignment, I don't see a lot of six-foot-two, 290-pound defensive ends at Ohio State. Um you know, so maybe he continues to change his body. He is very long, got very long arms, and you know uses his hands really well. So you can see how maybe you could see him used as a defensive end in some maybe like a three-four type defense. But um, you know, I don't know that from a fit standpoint, losing Adelaide hurts as much as it does in like a ranking standpoint, especially when there is a player like Tuomalau out there who is a more of a pure. Joey Bosa type defensive end at that 6'5", 280. We've seen Ohio State upgrade before unintentionally. Yeah. Devontae Smith to Jordan Hancock. Um, Jackson Carmen to uh, Nicholas Petitfrere. Could this be another opportunity for them to do something like that? Uh, honestly, if you look at the class and the way it's made up, this might tell JT Toy Malau now, hey, Look at how wide open this is. We've yeah, it got actually Jack does. Sawyer. That, that, that's true. It may make it easier to, to pitch that and say, hey, this is your spot. Especially over the phone. You can't get him on campus, right. but that phone pitch becomes a little easier. This is your spot now. Well, uh, uh, especially for a player into a Malau who, again, I, as I said last week, I've been told over and over that the chance to develop and play in the NFL is number one on his like priority list. And at defensive end at Ohio State right now, Especially because, again, football, we have just no clue what's coming, right? Not if, a single if, clue. If the NCAA somehow decides to play two seasons in the next season, who the hell knows if Zach Harrison plays them both and or if he plays one and is gone. Or, you know, there's an opportunity for a player like Tua Malau to play early at Ohio State. Uh, you're almost guaranteed to be in and out in three years, and you can do that and get a degree at Ohio State in that time. Um as we've seen, you know, Countless a number times. a number of guys do. So I, I just think it's one of those things where it's it's a unfortunate loss, and it certainly is going to hurt Ohio State as they pursue a historically uh, great recruiting class because the the sheer number it's hard to replace a top forty player um, in the country. But you are not going to see them fret and frown too much. I know the question people are going to ask is, is there more of this coming? Because that's just sort of what happens. And there's there's no expectation at Ohio State or amongst the Ohio State commitments that there's any other player that's sort of on the fence or worried. Let me asterisk that, I guess, by saying, again, if the Big Ten decides to be the, the go-getter that cancels football, I think it's we're looking at a very different time for Ohio State football uh, in general, but I'm going to try to be positive, Spencer, and say that the Buckeyes are going to do whatever it takes to play this year. I think they're going to. And uh, we'll we'll leave it at that. But, you know, for now, Ohio State's top-ranked recruiting class is back down to 18 commits to Miche Adelaide. He's decommitted. We'll break down more options about who they could potentially look to replace him with along the defensive line as this week goes along. But first and foremost, 
the focus remains the same as it has on JT Tuomalau and Taiwan Malone. Spencer Holbrook and myself, Jeremy Birmingham, will continue to break this down at Letterman Row. Thanks to Buyers Auto once again for sponsoring this episode of Talking Stuff, and we will talk to you guys next time.